The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Hey, we had a little technical difficulty, if you hadn't noticed. No show last week. We'll talk about that. And this win against the Brownies here on show 557. Well, before I get into the show, I just wanted to explain not having a show last week. Very quickly, Randy, Raider Randy, lives in New Orleans, and there was a little hurricane down there. (laughs) Hurricane Zeta came in, blew some power down, so he couldn't do his part. Um, So that's why we have a show. And I've always said it when I've done this show from the very beginning. Sometimes things will happen, and that definitely was out of our control. <laughs> but Randy's safe, family's safe, everything's good. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have a short script of our last uh, beating at home. I hope that doesn't have happen again, but we have to hit on that and why it happened. We have a game this week, folks, against the chargeless, boltless, nutless Chargers. (laughs) Oh, they're a dangerous team, man. Trust me. We got to be ready for this game. We're going to hit on the Brownies and how we gutted out this game. I love the coaching. I love the playing. It was a great victory for the Raiders in Cleveland. So check that out. That's a not easy place to play for anyone ever. <laughs> that and the bone line should round up this show, folks. Welcome back. Well, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it because the Raiders were thumped 45-20. to 20. Defense seemed like it didn't show up. The offense was sputtering at times, couldn't get a rhythm. And the Buccaneers just rolled us at home. Now, that's what it seemed like as a fan, but let's look at it a little deeper. We were missing our most of our offensive line. Abrams was out. Arnett is out. That's a third of our our team is gone from this COVID, and they made us play an early game. Now, I'm not going to use a bunch of excuses because there's already enough. But I think, again, in classic National Football League style, the Raiders got the high hard one, and instead of postponing their game for a Monday or a Tuesday, Um, when our team would be in full strength, they just said, no, we're going to put you on an earlier game because we know that you're not worthy of the later game because it's going to be a blowout because the Raiders aren't going to show up with a third less players. And that's why we got thumped. We got thumped because we didn't have time to prepare. We were hosed by the NFL. 
And COVID, of course, gets everybody and got us this time. It's not quite clear what the league is going to do generally when it comes to teams that have COVID-19 protocol violations that force schedule changes. Now people are wondering what happens to the Raiders for all the stuff that they've had go wrong, the accumulation of COVID-19 violations. But you know what? The, the, the worst punishment may have been to force John Gruden to play the Buccaneers yeah, that's at a right. time when he thinks his guys are unprepared. Right. And I feel like that's part of this this effort by the NFL to address teams. And this kind of gets to your point of just make them forfeit. If they're not ready to go, make them go play. If they're not ready, make them go play. If they're starting offensive line, didn't practice all week because they were put into the enhanced COVID uh, contact list protocol where they're not allowed to be around the team. And, and that may have been punishment enough. I, I was told yesterday morning, John Gruden was livid that they had to go forward to that game on Sunday. He wanted it to be Monday or Tuesday. I wanted it to be Monday or Tuesday because I wanted to watch it. Yeah, me too. Who saw it yesterday. Yeah. It's a four oh five regional kick Eastern time. But uh, that may be the pun. And, and the other thing, I think the reason they push forward with it, if you delay it by a day or two, you never know how many positives are going to pop up in the next That's two days, true especially too, when you're right. dealing with the Raiders. Right. Let's get this game played. Yeah. While, while, while the planets are lined up, let's play this damn game and move on to next week. Yeah, that's right. And again, I mean, why let these teams off the hook with some of this? I mean, I do. I mean, again, you know, the Raiders of all team are not the ones we're going to give a free pass to, not at this point. I mean, okay, you've already used your free pass. You already got your get-out-of-jail-free card. It's, it's, you lost that. Now you had to play. And, yeah, it stinks. It really does. It was a horrible group to have injured, too, in that football game. Wow. To have to deal with that, I don't know, but maybe this is what the NFL does going forward. They kind of just force the issue and make your team play. Yeah. I think that's part of the punishment. Yeah. You just got to play. You're not ready? Too bad. Right. You had five guys miss the whole week of practice? Too bad. You got this going on? Too bad. That's my take on the game. Yeah, we got beat up pretty bad. But we weren't ready to play for a million different reasons, but really legitimate loss. Um, it was a beating, however. The Buccaneers, as you said you know, earlier in the show and something we've been saying for the last week, to, more and more just look like, to me, they look like the most complete team in the NFC. There's not a weakness to their football team. They're really not. And with John Gruden and their O-line having you know, lack of practice, man, this isn't the team you want to have lack of practice against. Not that Buccaneers front seven. That's as good as anybody in football. And, you know, we played the clip with Gruden talking about lack of pass rush. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the problem with the Raiders. They, their, fronts, their front is not good. It's, it's below average front. And that's just not good either. When you're playing Tom Brady and that Buccaneers offensive line that is really playing good and can dominate you in the run game and then can protect him all day long too. I mean, Brady, he looked phenomenal yesterday. I mean, I don't think he threw one ball where I went, oh, that wasn't a perfect spiral. He put that right where he wanted to. I mean, he was very, very impressive. I mean, a ton of pep in his arm still. Um, But I, I, again, just go back to them. And right now I just go, man, when it comes to offense, balance, running the ball, short passing game, deep passes, defense, being able to stop the run and make plays, turnovers, they can trust their corners in man-to-man situations. I don't. Who else can you say that about in the NFC right now? I don't think there's another team you can talk about that like. So to me, you know, the Bucks are just more and more every week. It just goes, ooh, watch out! There might be the best team in the NFC after last night. Are you gonna put them ahead of them? Are you gonna put them ahead of the Seahawks now? We'll see about the power rankings. Maybe. 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 Okay. But- 
I hate to see that because I can't stand Brady. And, and the fact that he beat us like this is, is hard for me to take. <laughs> However, the details are in the details. And I think if we had a full roster and we played him again, things would be a lot different. That I am sure. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? The Las Vegas Raiders travel to the dog pound and take the W right away from the Brownies. A gut gutty performance by Las Vegas. Gotta hit on that right now. With whispers of the national media, we can't win on the road in the East Mm, in cold weather. Well, that spoiled all that conversation after the game because I'm sure they were prepared to talk about it, but they can't. The Browns, which are a cold weather team, this is their stadium. They should be used to playing in this stuff. Looked like they came right out of Miami. The Raiders came there and handled their business with 35, 40 mile an hour gusts. It was bad for both teams. The turf was bad. It hailed. It rained. It snowed. You name it. It was a crazy weather day. And it reminds me of a game we had at the Coliseum when we played the Chiefs. It rained. It was cold. No snow, but it was cold and rainy. And we beat them 24-0. But this gutty performance, and I mean really, let me just say one thing. Carr running the ball for me is, is I'm paranoid. <laughs> yes. Listen, man, if you want Mariota to be number one, keep letting Carr run the ball. That's why Mariota's still messed up, because he ran the ball too much. Carr's not a running quarterback. Stop making him do it. Although he had some great runs. He has to learn how to not stand up and take a hit. That I can say with no doubt about it. Stop having him run straight up. Teach him to slide so we don't break some bones like we've already done for this poor young man already. And he ain't ain't any younger. I don't like those runs by car. I don't know why we should have to do them. We will from time to time, but it's not my favorite play. Ingles played great. Jacobs, the beast, 128 yards. Thank you very much. On that defense, thank you very much. Miles Garrett, however, was out of the game with an injury. I don't know if that was caused by us or it was another injury he had before, but he was out of the game, which was fantastic. Jacobs, 31 touches and 4.1 yards per carry. I will take it. It was a ground and pound day. Gruden prepared the team for it. We traveled there for an early game and got it done. Welcome to In the Pocket with Rich Gannon. But Rich, thank you so much for joining us today. Aaron, it was a great day yesterday for the Raiders. I, I, you know, I talk a lot about how important a win it was to go to Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, but to go to Cleveland with those conditions and to get a win on the road in the Eastern time zone, impressive. Impressive indeed, and let's talk about it because it was a huge AFC win for the Raiders, 16-6 over the Browns. Not a lot of points, but first let's, of course, talk about Derek Carr and the weather. 43 degrees, 
Wind chill of 31, 35 mile per hour winds. His stats may not jump off the page, but how did you believe DC did in those conditions and how challenging is it to play in weather like that? That's one of the harder places to play in Cleveland because you get the winds off the lake. They're, they're very inconsistent. You know, it's not just a question of the, of the game time temperature. It's the wind. It's the footing. It's the chill in the air. Um, it's the players around you and how it impacts them. The kicking game. There's so many different factors. I thought he handled it well. I thought more than anything, his attitude about it. You know, so much has been made about, uh, you know, how he has fared in games where the temperature is below uh, freezing and, and uh, I just thought he had a great attitude about it. Hey, hey guys, let's go out, let's attack this thing uh, and, and let's, uh, you know, let's not make it a, a big issue. And I just thought that the, his mindset was was appropriate for the conditions yesterday and I was happy that he played. You know, he didn't put up big numbers, but he took care of the football He as he has all season, the way he has managed the game. And the young players has been impressive. Only two interceptions through seven games. And he showed off his wheels yet again. Six runs, 41 rushing yards for Mr. Carr. Uh, and speaking of rushing yards, two words to describe yesterday's win over the Browns. Ground and pound. Josh Jacobs, of course, surpassing 100 rushing yards for the first time this season. For you, Rich, what impressed you about what Josh and the offense were able to do against the Browns? Well, Aaron, we've been talking about it for weeks. You know, you mentioned just his first 100-yard rushing game, a career high, though, 128 yards. And he needs to be more of a factor week in and week out. You know, 31 touches is important for him. And I just think it's important for the offense. It's important for Derek. It's important for the play-action game. You, know, you look at the issues, again, at right tackle. Uh, and I just thought that, you know, it was a statement game for him. And I think it, it needs to be a statement game for him each week. And you can do that by giving him touches. 31, maybe a bit too many, but to me, with those conditions, the way they way the way it was in Cleveland, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it certainly merited uh, him having a lot of lot of opportunities in the running game. Looked like our guys were in good shape. Looked like they were ready to play. They played with passion. And listen, Sam Young was out of the game. Trent Brown, God, listen, God bless Trent Brown. Let's say a prayer for Trent Brown. Because he had a very serious situation happen. Now, from what I gather, as a paramedic for 40 years, honestly, somebody started an IV on him and gave him a big air bubble. Now, that could have killed him, be quite honest with you. It is a rookie mistake. Someone should pay for that stuff right away. Thank God he's okay. He should be fine. But it's a very dangerous situation. Whoever did that IV needs to go back to school in a big hurry. On to this. Walter, tight end, five catches for 28 crucial yards on the third downs to keep these drives going. And it was crazy. We had 18 more, more uh, minutes <laughs> of possession. That means the Raiders were running the ball, letting our defense rest. And our offense just took off, made their defense tired and their offense cold on the bench. That showed in the game. The Raiders had 71 plays to the Browns, 47 offensive plays. That is great football. 15 more minutes time of possession over the Browns. You want to eat up the clock, and that's what happened with the Chiefs, of course, week one against the Panthers. For us, 
under those conditions. We try to take it out to uh, to Rugs on a long pass, but the wind was crazy. We missed a field goal, but we made two. I think Baker Mayfield was hurried a million times. Let me just go on about the Abrams tank. Abrams is a solid beast. And he met, lets you know that he's in the game every play. That's the Raiders of old. That's the Raiders I've known to, to love. The defense that's greedy and, and brings fear to the opponent. That's this player. He revs up the defense and makes things work. I love Jonathan Abrams. He is a freaking beast. And he gets my star every game just because of what he brings to the freaking table. After last week's loss to the Bucks, John Gruden said, expect some changes to be made to the defensive side. Why do you believe, Rich, the Raiders defense had success against Baker Mayfield this week? You know, they didn't, they didn't get the sacks, but sometimes the hits, the hurries, the knockdowns, the, the pressures mm-hmm. are, are enough to affect the quarterback. And I thought they did a nice job of that yesterday with Baker Mayfield. They got him moving. They got him off the spot. Uh, I just thought, you know, third down was a big down. And, and you know, obviously holding them to just three first downs on third down, three of ten was big. But 223 yards of offense uh, and a couple field goals, I mean, to me that was that was a big performance uh, for, for the Raiders on defense. A, a kind of a mm-hmm. statement performance and something that we've been waiting for yeah. all season long. Yeah, no touchdowns from Baker. Coming off a, a week last week where he had five uh, touchdowns, certainly impressive from the defensive side. We got screwed out of a touchdown, by the way. Ruggs was in, clearly in, and they, they said he was out of bounds. I don't know who that was. I didn't see all the close-ups that we would see if Tom Brady was throwing the ball. That's for damn sure. Man, I am so sick of these refs. But, hey, man, we take the W. I'll take it for sure. Joiner gets the red star for sure. <laughs> for taking out that wide receiver by blowing him up in his back, made him drop the ball. That would have been a for-sure touchdown. That was a great, I think that's a defensive play of the game right there. Browns had 92 total yards for the first half. They haven't been held to that all season. Defense seems like the changes that they made made a big difference because I saw some blitzes this game which were pretty interesting and very different. Not the same. Thank goodness for that. (laughs) Now, our defensive line did a good enough job. We lost Hurst to a high ankle sprain. I hope he'll be back. But we're playing better football on both sides and special teams. I love our special teams. I haven't talked about them forever because they're, they're playing their role. They're doing their job. Um, I just think our team has so much more potential. And I'll just say that now. Beating the Browns is no big deal, although they are a very good team and they've beat some very good teams. Uh, we're four and three now, folks. And with this win, we're launching ourselves into our next division opponent, which is a humongous game, but a great game. For the Raiders in foul weather 
in this kind of situation this early it's going to prove to be to pay off later in the year we get into the playoffs we have to run the ball because of the weather it's going to pay off huge for our team good job Raiders great game all the way around and that is all I have to say about that Raider Greg. My name is My name is My name is Raider Greg. That's some bad shit. Whatever. It is just a shame I can't play that Chargers theme song. <laughs> Cause it was a classic. So Chargers. Well, let's talk about these guys, the nutless, boatless, chargeless chargers. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I love it. Los Angeles. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to Los Angeles to face the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, that's kind of weird to say. Almost as weird as Las Vegas Raiders. But in the same token, they have a brand new stadium. Beautiful facility, by the way. Crazy beautiful. That the Raiders will call home again forever. Because <laughs> the L.A. Raider fan, let me just say this. They will be in the house. Before I go on about any team stuff, this is Raider territory. Let me tell you now. The L.A. Basin, San Diego, Oakland, Bay Area, all serious Raider fans. Everyone's going to find their way to a seat, if they can, in L.A. I think they let fans in there. I'm not sure, but I think so. Let me just say this. It will be a raucous game. And if it was open, it would be insanely silver and black. And if it ever breaks out like that, it will be blacked out there in Los Angeles for every Raider contest. That's a fact. Let's talk about the Chargers, shall we? This is a great away game because it's not that far away. <laughs> it is a very short Train drop, boom, plane on, boom, right in there. It's Los Angeles Airport, right from Las Vegas. It's a quick flight. It's easy. And the weather should be very nice for this contest in L.A. It's a beautiful stadium, like I said. But let me tell you, Herbert is going to be a problem for the Raiders for many years to come, just like Mahomes. He's not starting out like the Holmes because he doesn't have that team yet, but it's close, really close. And he is a very dangerous quarterback. He is a big dude with a big arm, and he can not only run you over, but he can shake tacklers and make a play happen from nothing, which is very much like Roethlisberger. I think these guys both are so much alike, it's hard to tell them the difference. He is very young. He'll get better with his arm. He'll get better at throwing the ball. But he's a tall, statuous player that we're going to have issues with, like I said, from years to come. That is for sure. Their defense is no joke. 
Chargers come in with a super defense with Bosa. I don't know who's injured on their team right now, but um, they're a lot better than their record states. And let me just go over that record, by the way. They won the Bengals, which was not easy to do because the Bengals are not the pushover they used to be. They beat them 16-13, but they lost the Chiefs. Get this, 23-20. 20, Toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, even though we beat them. That was pretty good. Now, the Panthers beat the Chargers, but they're no slouch either. The Bucks pummeled the Chargers like they did us, 38-31. Saints were very close, 27-30. And the Chargers and the, and the Broncos played a 30-31 contest. And that'll just tell you, it tells me this. This is the AFC West. It's one of the toughest divisions in the league, without a doubt. When you got Patrick Mahomes in your division, let me tell you, it's a tough two games every season. You know, it's funny, the Chargers fan, in my mind anyways, has always been probably the weakest fan in the league. I don't know any other fan base that is so weak. They wouldn't sell out a playoff game years ago. I remember they were begging fans to buy tickets. That is lame. Long story short, they've moved to L.A., and I hope they've found some kind of fan base because they need fans. Because their stadium is rarely full, rarely, even on playoffs. Crazy. That's nuts. Jeremy Lin, I was watching him in a press conference, and he is their head coach, and he is on the hot seat. You can tell. And these reporters, I don't know how respectful. They didn't sound very respectful to me. They sounded like, like they were talking to a guy that's not going to be there very long. And it was kind of disrespectful. I thought it was crappy, quite honestly. He's a good coach. He's a good guy. And he's trying to get his team to win. He's got a very interesting group, however. The Chargers can beat any team any day. They're that dangerous. And if they get on it, they could pummel us. And I'm not kidding. We have got to come in, score early, score often, and try to keep this monster quarterback in check. This is going to be a game of running. We have to keep this guy off the field. We have to run down their throats if it's possible. They've got a very good defense, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, (laughs) they're 2-5, and but you'd never... It doesn't really matter. It's a division game, everyone. You guys got to know this by now. If you've watched these things, it doesn't matter what your record is. If you're playing a division opponent everybody's on fire. Everybody's trying their very hardest to win these games. They're the toughest and best games to watch, by the way, as you surely know. That's no surprise. And this will be a great contest for us. Super contest because they're on the edge, man. They could really come out and be super freaks all over us. We have to be careful. We have to score early and maintain control of the clock and the football the turnovers he gave up two balls in the last game Hebert did but he's a young quarterback they'll do that we need to try to get some of those turnovers for sure (laughs) in this game Uh, the turnover differential will be the winner of this game without a doubt it's going to be that close I don't know what the points are but I'll tell you this it shouldn't be very much because both these teams have the talent 
and they have the grit to bring it down to the last minute. And that's what I expect out of this game. Uh, next week, the Raiders take on the Chargers, who are coming off that last second loss to the Broncos. You called that game. You saw it. This is an important game, though, for the Raiders to stay in the playoff race. Right, Rich? It is. And, you know, I think the Chargers are trying to make a, a bit of a move. You know, they, they their, their problem is they can't finish off games here. And they, they have four straight weeks where they've had uh, leads of 10 or more and they can't get it done. Uh, they got they obviously they won last week against Jacksonville, but um, they're just they've lost a lot of games at the end and they're, they're having a difficult time finishing. But the issue is not at the quarterback position. Justin Herbert was the AFC Offensive Rookie of the Month for October. He's played really well. He's thrown for three touchdowns just about every week. Uh, and he's given him a chance to win each week. And he's got some playmakers. Mike Williams had a big day yesterday. Uh, obviously, we know about Keenan Allen. And Hunter Henry's a really good tight end. And they ran the ball better yesterday with three different backs. I thought that was a big story. Anthony Lynn talked about running the ball better without Austin Eckler. So that's going to be a real challenge, I think, next week. And, of course, you've got Boza and Ingram to deal with on the defensive side of the ball. Joey Boza left the game yesterday with a concussion, and that was a huge story in the fourth quarter because that's where all three of uh, and, uh, Drew Locke's touchdowns came in the fourth quarter when Joey Boza wasn't on the field. Mm. I expect the Raiders to win away again. Uh, and I'm going to stay by a field goal. And that's how close I think it's going to be. We're really close as far as the team goes. And it also depends on if we're ready on the defensive side of the ball. I can't tell you how frustrating it is to score 36 points and lose 37 to 36. Now, that's nothing that happened this year. But I don't want it to happen in this game because uh, it certainly could if we're not prepared. I think we will get this victory, like I said before, and uh, we'll move on to our next opponent. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. All right, it's time for you, the fan. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. We're paying for it, folks. So get on there with your comments or concerns about our Las Vegas Raiders. All right, who's the first on the line. And our first caller is Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. I love your takes, bro. What do you got for us? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Well, the game's over, but it's not over. I mean, there's still 640 left, but Jones just dove over the top, so it's over. But I got to tell you, these, you know what? These refs are they're killing us, man. And we say this on every episode. We've said it every year. We should be used to it by now. But some of these calls, even the NFL, has to start looking into these. Because it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Gabe Jake getting thrown out for breaking up a fight. For breaking up a fight. Okay? Then the wrist holding by Kwiatkowski. That was pathetic. Uh, I mean, you yeah, have the interception. Aguilar not catching a couple of the passes. He's human, for Christ's sake. But Rudin not going for it on fourth and two and settling for a field goal to make it 24-20, that was the game changer. For having backups of backups on our offensive line, 
they still did a pretty damn good job. We were in this game. But what changed it was Gruden not going for on fourth and two. When is he ever going to learn? Go a pair of balls and go for it. We beat ourselves. It happened in Buffalo, and it's happened here. Refs aren't going to change. They're still going to suck off Brady. It's always going to happen. But I don't know. I, I applaud Carr. I applaud our offensive line, who terribly blamed. Ruggs was doing his thing, blah, 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 blah. But this, this is crazy. Raider Nation, we got Cleveland next week. I hope we take our frustrations out on them because they're a little punk bitching too. Raider Nation, sorry for getting hyped. No, I'm not. I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, first, Chris, thanks for the call. It's always good. It's always informative. And, you know, I didn't say this on the show because this is just one of the other things that was flipped out about. Gabe Jackson didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Nothing. They could see nothing. Nothing happened. Somebody back in New York saw something because they watched the Raiders. Give me a flippin' break. I hate the referees. I've hated them forever. They've screwed us over and over and over. And there's no excuse. Like I've said it before, we have to beat the refs and the other team. No surprise. This was not a surprise. Uh, But the fourth down, I thought the same thing, bro. I thought they should have gone for it because this team is, you know, they're dynamic. They could put it on you at any second, which they did. So again, I thought you got to grow a pair too, Chucky. I don't know what happened to you. Get old? Whatever. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is the Blue Grass Raider. Bro, I know. What do you got for us today, my good Raider brother? Great Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Nation. This is Bluegrass Raider. I, Raider Greg, I don't know where to begin. I just, oh my God. I feel, and, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. I want to hear your take. Correct me if I'm wrong. My head is spinning. It is. I'm so angry. I mean, I don't know if we weren't playing aggressive enough. I think we were stuck back in zone too much, not coming after him. You know, with blitzes. And then I feel like Gruden, 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 Gruden. I feel like he's gone soft, or at least, at least Jerry Lawson, for God's sake. I mean, we're not getting aggressive enough. We're selling for chip shot field goals. All this BS is three points. is not going to win games. If What happened to that, that tenacity on fourth down going for it and going for it? And I was kicking on the heels, playing like I know we can play. What happened? I, I, I just I don't understand. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't know. Maybe you saw something different. Uh, and of course, I'm of course well, I'm seeing red, but <laughs> I just need to get that out there and you know let you guys know how I'm feeling. This game seemed winnable to me, and we let it get out of hand like quicksand. And next thing you know, we're in over our head. But uh, you know, that's all I got to say about that. So uh, just let me know what y'all think. But I'm trying to keep positive. We got the Browns next week, for God's sake. I mean, come on, let's do this. I mean, come on, people. Let's get it to go. 
All right. Keep it up. Go Raiders. Thank you for the call, brother. You know, I think for me to, I mean, you got to think about it. Fourth and two, we can get three points for sure. What Gruden is thinking, I believe, all along is that uh, our defense sucked. We hadn't come close to Brady all day. It's not going to change in that fourth quarter. We had no answer for him. Um, let's get the points and see if our defense can hold. That's what he was hoping. And listen, we did have them at third and 12. Third and 12. And we couldn't stop them. John, this is Vic. Uh, when you watched the film of that uh, third and 13 play they converted, what would you see on that, on that play? Well, that was a play of the game, Vic. That was a play of the game. You know, it was 24 to 20. There's 11 minutes and 57 seconds left in a game. And our team had fought hard throughout the day. And you get a team in third and 13, you call a zone coverage. Uh, we're hoping we force the ball to be checked down. We rally and make the tackle. Obviously, we were way too deep. We did not play that well. And that was a catastrophic play in the game for us, I believe. That's the defense's fault. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you can blame Gruden for not going for it. I thought he should have too because I thought this game was going to get out of hand the way they were playing. We couldn't stop Brady. But I, I just think he was trying to depend on his defense, and we just don't have any. So let's see what happens there. Appreciate the call, brother. Our next caller is Ruben from North Carolina. And I like this take the very best so far, man. You got it right on the money, bro. Listen to him. What's up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This North Carolina calling in after another loss. Um, what, what else there can be said? I was really had high hopes for this game. But with all the COVID tests, you know, the COVID uh, positive results from Trent Brown and Jonathan Abram and all the other stuff, and the league really screws over on, on this game. I feel like the game should have been played on Monday night or even Tuesday night, given to give a chance for Abrams to come back. But what are you going to do? You know, the, the league is always not ever, never going to give the Raiders, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, look what happened in the game yesterday. Prime example, Gabe Jackson gets thrown out of the game for who knows what. You see the replay and everything, and you can't even see where Gabe Jackson did anything wrong. I, I really don't understand what was the, the, the call or the reason for him to being ejected from the game. It's, it's, in, it's incredible. And, you know, I have this – after watching yesterday's game, I've come to the conclusion that, yeah, you know, there's, there's been a lot of criticism for Derek Carr, which is warranted. No player should be not go uncriticized. Um, but this team has built around Derek Carr his whole entire career. He's given us one playoff run, and unfortunately he broke his leg, so who's no, who knows what the results for that season would have been. But think about it, Raider Nation. Uh, look at all the weapons that, that you know that have been built around Derek Carr, from Crabtree to Cooper to uh, you know the, the guys that we drafted this year and the free agents that we got in the offensive line, the highest paid offensive line in the entire league, and so much emphasis is being put on on the offense. It almost seems like the defense is being ignored. 
years ago in the 60s and 70s, we had a defense that was very, very intimidating. You know, we had guys up and down the, the roster on defense that were just, you know, very, very intimidating. And right up there with the steel curtain and, you know, the defenses of the Miami Dolphins and stuff like that. We, we don't have a defense. Why aren't they building a defense that can complement this offense? This offense can go out and score 30 points on any given day when healthy, and, and our defense will give up 35 points, you know, just enough for us to lose the game. Why can't we have a defense that is built like the offense and money is spent like it, does, it is on the offense? I just don't understand it. You had a preliminary Hall of Famer in Khalil Mack. Yeah, I said it, Khalil Mack. The guy won games on his own. Go back and look at the tape against the Bills, against the Panthers, against the Chiefs, against the Broncos. He did it. He did it, Radio Nation. And what did they do? They paid their car first and ended up trading Khalil Mack. And the rumor or whatever the saying was about Khalil Mack that he didn't want to be a Raider. No, the guy was being disrespected by our team. And he chose to go the path of, you know, go somewhere where he was going to get respected and get paid. That's what happened. We've had nobody, the years that Khalil Mack was playing for the Raiders, nobody to, to compliment him. No, who we get? Gary Conley, Carl Joseph, Jahi Ward, Shali Calhoun. You know, what the heck? Look at the linebackers that we got that, that came in. Malcolm Smith, uh, the other uh, Smith uh, linebacker that came to see, I can't think of his name. They all turned out to be bust. Nobody on, on a defensive side, when it comes to free agents, has played out and paid off like it has out, uh, on an offensive line. Rodney Hudson is a stud. There's no, there's no good bones about it. The guy is a, is a monster. Gabe Jackson, another guy who's just, you know, when healthy, is just one of the best offensive linemen there is. Who can you say that about on the defense side of the ball? Not, single, not one single player. Not one. I'm tired of being blown out every single week. I'm tired of, of deep, our defense where we have a linebacker in Corey Littleton who's supposed to, you know, guard either the tight end or the running back. When you got three, three and 13, thir- uh, 13 and thir- uh, third and 13, late in the third quarter, a stop that we needed, and Leonard Fournette is wide open up the middle and gets the first down. And you know what the rest happened after that. I think it's time we spent some money on a defense, bringing guys. You, know, may, you may have to overpay one or two guys something and get ourselves a damn defensive coordinator that who who's young who didn't come from the Cincinnati Marvin Lewis era somebody who's young innovative and can and get these guys going because we have a young defense and we need and they need some motivation and on that note everybody has a good and safe day hope you guys had a good weekend besides the game yesterday and um, I'll talk to you guys later my brother that is probably one of the best calls i've heard on this show in a very long time you laid it out exactly right (laughs) when you were talking my mind was tripping through the years of the failed defense that we tried to put together we traded mac which flipped me out too we paid Carr, which at the time i thought that's a good move We didn't have any money to pay Mac, so we let him go. 
and disrespected him all the way around. Yes, and we do have Marvin Lewis to blame for our, our defensive coordinator, Paula Gunther. I I agree with you. We have drafted so horrible on the defensive side of the ball. And the, when you're talking about these names, it's every name gave me a little bit more of a headache. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, we've been drafting for Derek Carr since he got here. That's a fact. And Khalil Mack fell into our lap. Um, trust me, because our... GM was terrible, horrible, veggie. Please don't get me started. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of work needs to be done here. We need to start with the coaching. because, <laughs> And we started to draft, finally. I don't know about Farrell. Life's, uh, the, the, the vote's still out on him because I don't, I don't see him as a dominant defensive end. I don't know what he is. But maybe we're not using him right. I don't know. But I know one thing. We give up 30 points every game, it seems like. We we can score sometimes. We didn't score very well this week, but number one defense yet again. We've scored enough to win if our defense would have showed up. I agree with everything you say, bro. I'm tired of getting our, you know... You get up in the game, and here they come. Boom, 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 down the field, touchdown. It's just you're never safe. <laughs> never safe with our defense. And, you know, there's a whole lot of things going into it, too. The rule changes of the NFL have made the game faster and way more offense. So, you know, teams have to adjust to that as time goes on. And we better speed it up. That's for sure. Love the call, bro. Thanks again. That was fantastic. And our next caller from Iowa, the Raider Warrior. Love it. It's in the house. What's happening, brother? Tell us what you got for us. Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is the Raider Warrior calling in for the first time this season from Iowa. Monday morning pissed off all right i said after the kansas city game i don't care if we won the game now i loved it but i don't care you gave up 32 points get rid of paul gunther get rid of paul gunther here's some numbers for you this season he's allowed 30 24 36 30 32 45 six games 197 points 32.8 points per game 32.8 points per game. Pathetic. So I decided to do a little more research. Turns out, Paul Gunther just can't figure it out. Because we were coming off a bye week, right? So I'm thinking, okay, we're coming off a bye. It's time to fire him because then he can promote Marinelli. Which, who knows how that will work out, but literally can't be worse. They decide not to. So I go, okay, Paul, show me something then. He doesn't. We go up 45 points. Here's the thing. I looked it up. His defense, when we have more than, than regular, a regular work week, so we're either coming off a bye or we have an extra day because maybe we play a Monday night game. So more than a regular work week. Paul Gunther's defense in six games since 2018 allows 34.7 points per game. Paul Gunther is a joke. He's destroying this team, a team that has an offense that scores. 
I mean, think about how good of a job our offense has done. We've had weird issues on the offensive line all season. We've played through it. We've had different injuries to our main wide receiver, Henry Ruggs. We've had different things happen on offense where you're like, what the hell's going to happen? Guys like Nelson Aguilar step up. You got guys all over the offense stepping up. We're able to run the ball. We're able to throw the ball. Derek's throwing the ball deep. Okay. The offense, phenomenal job. And I think it's great that they can only get better. But this call right now, this is a call to all the Raiders. This is a call to John Gruden. This is a call to Mike Mayock. This is a call to Mark Davis. You get rid of that stupid little punk, Paul Gunther, the worst defensive coordinator I've ever seen. 32.8 points a game in six games is ridiculous. If he's only averaging 20, 20, we're undefeated. Undefeated. This can't continue. This can't continue. This has been the Raider Warrior from Iowa, and I'm pissed off. First off, great call. Great call in every way. First, we were all pissed off on Monday. I could barely control myself. I was so flipped out. You know, as high as I was when we beat the Chiefs, as low as I was on Monday after this buffoonery. I said Paul Gunther should have been fired years ago. Well, not years ago, but earlier this season for sure. He shows nothing. He has showed nothing. He has no record. I don't know why he's on our staff. When they announced him as a defensive coordinator, I thought, well, we'll give him a chance. His chance has come and gone. I know that. How come the coaching staff, John Gruden and Mark Davis, how come they don't know that? That should be plain out law. It's knowledge. It's right there for you. It's there for me. The fans know it. I mean, make no mistake. We know how bad this guy is. It's no, you know, you can't sugarcoat it any more than you've already done it, Raiders. You know, your confidence in the coach, John Gruden, please, bro. Give us some confidence in you and shit can this guy. I totally agree. <laughs> I agree, too, with our lack of defensive um, drafting. I think we have drafted horribly at linebacker and other positions. We did well this year, last year. we got to keep that up. But this defensive coordinator, he's got to go. And I'm pissed off, too, bro. All right, who's next? Jersey boy, Radar. He's in the house. What you got for us, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nations, the Jersey boy Raider. Calling from rainy, rainy Jersey, if you can hear the rain falling on my car. But I had to take a moment to call Raider Greg. First and foremost, thank you for everything that you do. I don't always say that enough, I should say. But thank you and Randy for everything that you do in providing us uh, the best Raider podcast so thank you so much um with that being said i want to start off positive because that game was not positive it was that was a horrible game i mean was the score indicative of of, of really the game i wouldn't say so i'm mean, right in it there close there to the uh midpoint of the fourth quarter but you know every every game tells a story right and we can look back at certain plays why we won or why we lost and, and in this game it was clearly for me a couple of things that really stood out First and foremost, the uh, third and 13 right there. I mean, that, that just took the wind out of the sails. I mean, you cannot get a, give that up. You have to get off the football field there. 
Of course, I was followed up by the fourth and two, where we settled for a field goal. Once again, it seems to be a theme this year, settling for the three, which is ironic because earlier in the game, Gruden decided to go for, I think it was, what, maybe fourth and one or two from around maybe 25, 30-yard line. <laughs> and, man, talk about a, a bet. Well, you're in the right town. You're going to put the money on black there. And Well, we won. We won on that on that hand. But uh, it, it's, to me, it's unbelievable that you would go for it there but in a game where, let's face it, you know, hey, I I love I love our defense, right? I love the players. I love the silver and black. But let's face it, guys, we don't have a stellar defense. And Brady hadn't been touched all day. I mean, any quarterback can do well in that situation. But guys, let's talk about it. No defense. I'm sorry. And, and the only t- the only chance you know that we have, and the, and the games that we've won, is if we're scoring 30, 40 points against the Chiefs. Don't forget, they still still scored 32. I mean. Guys, this is a defense, right, that's given up 30 points a game, all except one. But really, 30 points or more a game, that's just unacceptable. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're really calling for uh, you-know-who's head on this one. I mean, a defensive coordinator uh, that, that really puts together a defense that has talent. I, I just don't know how Gunther's not gone. But, uh, hey, who are you going to replace him with right now, right? So maybe we're stuck with him. I don't know. But no pass rush. Hey, I, I love Crosby. And, and, and Furrow, the Furrow cat, but, you know, he's, he's stepping up a little bit, but guys, we got to be better than this. Right. And like I said, Brady wasn't touched. Um, Jonathan Abram not being in. And I, I that definitely hurts guys. Cause he's a presence back there. We got to get him back. And honestly, I mean, look at our offense right now. I mean, I, in my opinion, I think Carr is doing a very good job. Um, but Jacobs with 12 yards, even Carr had more rushing yards. Uh, Ruggs has been, in my opinion, guys, I know it's early, but Aguilar is the guy that Ruggs is, is, is continues to be, I don't say he's bad. He's, I don't say a non-factor, but he's, he really – I'm waiting for him to co- have his come-out game. He really hasn't had it yet. Uh, so hopefully he has that soon because we do need him. Uh, but, guys, we cannot continue to score or expect to score 30 points or more every game in order to win. So with that being said, Raider Greg, very winnable game this week. Let's put it together. Let's get back and, and make us four and three. We need that. Uh, but let's put this one behind us, guys, because, hey, that just goes to show a couple of bad decisions and a couple of big plays there. It really hurt us. But we need to come together, uh, get everybody back and healthy. Um, hopefully we all are now and can move forward. But with that being said, Raider Greg, hey, Raider Nation, we need to win this week. All right, with that being said, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, I'm out. Very nice call, brother. Very good. I love your takes. You know, Aguilar will have a incredible breakout. It's obvious he's ready to go because <laughs> he's getting some crazy passes, and he's getting them all, or most of them anyway. Listen, I think our whole team is just getting past the we're figuring out who we are in, in the season point. And I think our defense is going to figure out who they are too. And I think that they're doing that. And I think with Abrams back, you see, in our defensive line, offensive line, we get everybody together healthy, we can contend with anyone. You know, we could put up a lot of points, honestly. Uh, with Jacobs, this last game, on fire. So we're 4-3, and three, like you know now. But I think there's all the potential in the world is here. And I think Gruden sees it. And since we're getting in a nasty time of the year, I think we're going to get better and play better um, because our defense is starting to play together probably for the first time. And, you know, defense takes longer to gel than the offense, you know, almost twice as long. 
So I think maybe we'll see. Hopefully this Brown games is a good thing. Hopefully we'll see an improvement. That was a beatdown, but there was a lot of reasons. You know, now I had time to think about it. Yeah, they hosed us pretty good. NFL did. Trust me. Uh, that's for sure. Appreciate the call, bro. And our next caller, Raider Malik from Tucson. I love this guy. He's always very smart. What do you got for us, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. Yes, when I first showed up at the bar today, Cleveland Bar, people were talking smack when I walked in. I had my Tatum jersey on. I didn't care. You know, they were giving me all the smack because Carlson had just missed a field goal. High wind conditions, you know, a little bit of sleet later. Looked like it was maybe a little bit of snow. Typical frozen tundra in Cleveland. That's fine. All I know is we showed up in their house. We got the win. Uh, Carr didn't have any kind of spectacular numbers. Neither did Baker Mayfield. Uh, it was pretty much a run game. You know, try to do what you can in the weather. I get all of that. The defense for us showed up a little bit. Uh, I mean, they they held Cleveland to a really small amount of, of uh, points, which I can, I can deal with. I just I still have a, a major problem with their tackling technique. Guys are getting juked when, you know, it's like, you know, there there's guys either one-on-one or two-on-one, and somehow Kareem Hunt is getting like eight yards when he should be getting a loss. Uh, that, that really bugs me. But I'm not going to dwell on that this week because we got the win. We're four and three. We're above 500. Uh, I'm not going to complain about that one bit. I was really happy to see one play with Henry Ruggs where they actually tried to do like a little, you know, special play with him getting the hand of the ball in the backfield. That was exciting and went nowhere. But, hey, at least they're trying. I can live with that. Uh, Renfro, great catch. I know they reviewed that, especially after uh, the Cleveland receiver. I can't think of his name on Landry. When Landry had that touchdown, and you know, it looked like the ball hit the ground. And, you know, they reviewed that and then returned it. So, of course, they had to review this with uh, Renfro, especially since the fact that they review all the touchdowns these days. That's fine. But, you know, that was a, that was a really big play. Uh, Carlson, after he missed that first field goal, he was solid. Uh, three for four. Um, the guy's been great since he's been on this team. Uh, Janikowski was a legend for this organization. And Carlson's come in and been, and been really, he's been really solid. So got to give him props for that. Uh, Jacobs, they're really fed in the ball. I really like to see that. I mean, I'm glad that he's making so many yards, uh, you know, positively down the field. That was wonderful. That was great to see. Like I said before, a car wasn't spectacular this game. It got the job done. You know, we got the win. That's all that matters. Uh, we're in second place. In uh, the AFC West, can't be happier than that right now. Uh, we're, we're an improved team. He's got to move on to the next week. So let's make sure I got that out there. And uh, just want to say I was really happy about this win. Uh, we're one game of 500. And uh, that's all I got to say this week. Uh, I'm definitely going to go to pass out now because I've been drinking all day long. So Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Uh, Radio Nation, this is Radio Mountain from Tucson calling after the big win in Cleveland. It is now 3 minutes and 20 seconds, so I'm going to get off this air. Thank you. Good evening. Good night. Thank you. Bye. 
Another great call, as usual, my brother. And yeah, the review of, I think, Lindsay, is that what his name? Anyway, uh, Landry, that's his name. Landry's a catch in the end zone. I was thinking that was a touchdown till I saw the slow. And when I saw the slow, I go, ah, and they overturn it, which I was surprised of. But I do say this, that that Ruggs touchdown in the corner was a freaking touchdown. They robbed us. They robbed him. I thought that was a shame. We played good, good enough to win. I think we're getting better, bro. I think we're getting better. We got a division game. Who knows who's going to win? It's a toss-up because the Chargers, <laughs> you know, they could be super freaks. We got to be the super freaks next week. Faux show. Appreciate the call, bro. We got the B-Town Raider in the house. What's happening, my good brother? B-Town Raider, calling out of Bakersfield, California. Uh, I'm not sure I'll make it online because it's the day after the game, but, man, that game was like a 1970s game. Just their team punching us, we're punching them. It was brutal, and I loved it. Sorry to all your fantasy players because we all knew when it started raining that this was going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, and I don't never thought I'd say this, but Tom Cable is working his magic with this offensive line. I, I'm, a, you know, I think they're the real MVPs of this game. I know people are saying uh, Josh Jacobs, but guess what? Without that line, Josh Jacobs wouldn't be able to run that good. And same with Booker. I mean, Tom Cable, man, I never thought I'd say this, but he's doing one hell of a job as offensive line. Uh, and you know what? Overall, the, the game was, wasn't was pretty, but we won. And that's all that matters. Four and three, baby. Beatdown Raider out. Nice call, bro. Yes, we won. And it wasn't beautiful, but I thought it was pretty. Like you said, it reminded me of the 70s, too. Gritty, dirty. Blood, grass stains, snow, hail, wind. I love that game. I loved it because we won, but I love watching it because it was it was truly gritty and uh, showed that our offensive line, like you said, the cable guy is doing a great job. Cable guy has come back here and performed very well with this offensive line, I got to say. Thanks for the call, my good brother. And our next caller is the Prez. Yes, sirree. The Prez online. You know who he is. I know who he is. What's going on, my good brother? Raider Nation. This is the recovering Prez. And we're celebrating a victory. It wasn't the prettiest, but we won. Um, salute to Raider Greg and Raider Randy, as always, for the podcast. And the Raider Nation above. Um, I don't have very much too much to say. Except we went in, we did what we had to do. The win was just crazy. It was just unbelievable. Um, yeah, we got screwed up with a touchdown. It looked like a touchdown to me, though, but it is what it is. You know, again, we got the W. That's all that counts. I'm not too quite sure what to make out of this season. You know, I'm kind of still scratching my head. You know, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. And I'm not impressed because I know that these young men have to develop and make no mistakes about it. You know, it's time to be in that uh, overnight, you know, sensation thing. 
because, you know, those young men are young. They're brand new to the game. And, you know, they got to get it done. I'm sorry, get it done. But uh, before I go, Raider Nation, I would like to say, please take this COVID thing seriously. The president's half is lucky to still be on here to, you know, come on this podcast and give us little nuggets and stuff like that. I'm very grateful for God, and I'm very lucky, and I'm very humble. Wear your mask, get out of those crowds if you can, and be careful. So we got San Diego Chargers coming up next. Let's see what we do. This is the prayers. As you can hear my voice, I'm still coming around. Raiders. Take care, y'all. Well, first of all, God bless you, and I hope you recover quickly, bro. And this is no joke. Listen, man, I've been a poor paramedic for 44 years, and I've seen a lot. And this is the worst I've seen. So check that out. As far as contagion goes, trust me, this is serious. It's real. You know it's real, and I know it's real. I think people got to take it a little more seriously. So put some freaking masks on, everybody. Now to the game. The game was a great game. It was a game in the 70s, like I thought. They played hard. They won, which is good. Everybody did what they had to do to get the W, which is important. And the thing that you said I think is probably most important, besides wear a mask, is we're growing. This team's growing together. They're young men, like you say, and we had no preseason. We had no, we had nothing. It was a very weird beginning to the year. So these kids are starting to step into their manly shoes, and I think we look pretty good right now. And if we keep improving, there's no telling where we can end up, brother. Thank you for the call, my friend. Well, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. I want to thank all the fans for calling in. Remember, you can call in the bone line anytime. Game day, next day, three days from then. It doesn't have to be a certain time. Call in, throw your bones. We all want to hear it. At least I want to freaking hear it. That's for sure. The Raiders looking good, man. I love the run game. I love the passion. I love Abrams. I think our defense is coming alive. Let's just hope we keep going forward, learning good lessons, and getting better every every time. We've got the chargeless, nutless, boltless chargers. we got to take care of this business, this AFC West business. It's serious. We must win this game if we want to get anywhere this season. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.